Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Rich Dotson. He's Matt O'Hara. Did you miss a word in there or was that... He's Garrett Price. <laughs> yeah, I am. I blanked out there for a second, man. You know what this guy's talking about? I was so, I was so, I don't know if it gets out to the video or not, but I did the Wayne's World countdown yeah. with the, the silent three, two, one. You crushed it, by the way. I know. Thank you. I haven't seen Wayne's World in a long time. I know. It popped up on my something like Hulu or something I was going through, and I was like, ooh, Wayne's World. I'm going to I'm gonna have to so dive into that one. I'd yeah. probably favor that on my list just to come back to it one time when I'm bored. Exactly. I've been finding more, like, I don't watch TV shows, really. Um, and uh, I just don't have, like, enough time, but I always try to find a movie. And, like, lately, I feel like there's no good movies coming out. I'm finding myself going back, watching some old movies. I used to, like, and, and this week, I actually watched, uh, it's weird, I watched two old westerns. I watched, good really? I watched The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and High Plains Drifter, two Clint Eastwood movies. Yeah. I went one from the other, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's, still liked them, too. There's, they still held up pretty oh. good. It is, it is fun when an old movie holds up because there's nothing worse than remembering. Oh. Like, I loved that movie. Then you watch it again. You're like, this is trash. This, this is not good anymore. That belonged with 14-year-old me, and that's it. <laughs> I feel things. like comedies. Like, there's like there's an old movie that I, used to, I, I still... If you ask me, like, name me, give me an underrated comedy that's really funny. Ooh, I, I got one. I'll tell you, Out Cold came out in like 98. Mm-hmm. Just no more to it. <laughs> Go to the bathroom in a cup. Dude, <laughs> what? <laughs> they zoomed in on the probably, cup. <laughs> probably the last time I cried in a movie theater from laughter was that scene. And that was like 1998. Cried. Uh, cried in the movie theater right, laughing. I have to watch it. You've never was, seen it? It was seen it. somebody forcing take a drug test. somebody else to take a drug test. He's like, he's like, what do you do with this? He's like, you go to the bathroom in it, dude. He's like, oh, that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Well, Matt said, Matt said more of it, so I, I'm getting the picture yeah. of where this yeah. is going. Cry, cry. What, would, what would be your underrated comedy, Matt? I don't do things like that off the top <laughs> I of my don't head. Like to, <laughs> this, is, this is no. Did I ever tell prepared. you about the time I invented snowboarding? <laughs> <laughs> for me, it would be Dinner for Schmucks. Dinner for Schmucks. Have you seen I've Dinner for Schmucks? I've seen that, but I can't remember. Dinero? No, uh, it's Steve Carell, Zach Galifianakis, and Paul Rudd. Zach Galifianakis is in... Out cold. Out cold, yeah. And I think that might have been his first movie Dude, that I can remember. Between Two Ferns is so good. Oh, it, is. it is fantastic. <laughs> the so one with Hillary Clinton's probably my favorite. She did that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have to, I have to go oh, look Oh, yeah, that. you need to watch it. It's great. <laughs> Every single one. And he doesn't hold. He doesn't pull any punches either. No. No. <laughs> no. He doesn't. It's scripted. but it's, For sure. It's, but it's, it's still hilarious. hilarious. Well, you can watch some of the bloopers, too. It's just when he, can't, when he cracks himself up. It's just, yeah, <laughs> deliberately yeah. mean. Have you ever seen it? I've seen the show, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. But Dinner for Schmucks is, is fantastic. It's basically a movie about all these, like, high, important business people invite losers they meet to have a dinner with them to make fun of them, basically. And everything gets flipped on its head, and it's hysterical. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, Steve Carell's the main character, and he's fantastic in it. I'm a it, it was, it And it's funny because it was in, like, his peak popularity, Paul Rudd. But for whatever reason, this one, like, flew way under the radar. I went to the theater multiple times. Now, to be fair, it was the Dollar Theater in Canton at the time. But I went, like, three times to go see it. It was <laughs> I've great. definitely heard of it. I don't still, I don't think yeah, It I, came out 09, 2010, uh, something like that. I'm pretty sure I saw it then, yeah. like, way back then. Yeah. 
Love it. Yep. Still to this day. Love yeah. It. Tweet at me at Dynasty Rich if you have an underrated comedy. Because I, I always like to find, you know, Hidden it's gems. so subjective. It My is. favorite comedy of all time, I've said this on my podcast forever, is Small Rats. Small Rats. Yep. Yeah. Mm. All those old Kevin Smith movies are my favorite of all time. It's like def- made me the man I am today. <laughs> it's true. Brody from Mall Rats is like my like father figure. <laughs> so when what a fine father figure he was. But anyways, we're t- today we're talking quarterbacks and running backs that we think are cells. We and we Dynasty. just lost fifty percent of our audience. Uh, you'll see some comments sometimes like, dude, sometimes you got to fast forward through that show for like eight sometimes minutes to get into small talk. But that's what we do. But then other people are like, that's my favorite part. Lots of people say that's their favorite part. That's why we've always talked about like doing a show that's not Dynasty. We're just talking nonsense. Smack. Yeah. Which is mostly this show. Football. Just with didn't football the, didn't the fancy footballers do that? They have the spitballers. Is that what they, they which, do? Which like is kind of, kind of like that. It's more of like a comedy show, but, oh, but it's kind of like that. What's funny. Us and the footballers started doing our podcast at the same time. And I wish they were as successful as we are. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I feel bad for them. It's so embarrassing. Did you say, <laughs> you say, that, was, good did you say that was funny? <laughs> Those are such good dudes. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, let's talk. Uh, let's let's talk Dynasty on our show. Attention, Dynasty nerds! Want to play Dynasty like a pro? Check out FFPC, where serious Dynasty leagues have thrived since 2010. You can dive into a world of over 1,500 la- leagues with stakes ranging from. all the way up to an elite $5,000 league. FFPC isn't just a game, it's a community. With unique formats like TriFlex and year-round trading, it keeps the fantasy spirit alive all year. Here's my favorite thing about FFPC leagues. They stand the test of time. They've never had a single Dynasty League fold thanks to their orphan season. When you join an FFPC league, you can count on it staying around. They've completely revamped their Dynasty for Sale pages now on the web and app, making it easier to scout and snag the perfect Dynasty team. Have you ever dreamed of turning a diamond in the rough into a champion? FFPC Orphans offers that exact thrill. Join the ranks of savvy managers at FFPC. Use our code NERDS for $25 off. Visit myffpc.com. Explore the Dynasty landscape. Find your next challenge. The FFPC, where your Dynasty journey begins. Remember, that's code NERDS for your special discount on your next league. Guys, I got to tell you about my friends at Underdog Fantasy. Right now, they have the pre-NFL Draft 2024 Best Ball is live on Underdog. Draft your favorite rookie sleepers you've discovered in the Dynasty Nerds Film room, playing $3 contest all the way up to $1,000 contest. Draft your team and never worry about setting a lineup. You need to get in on this action ASAP. Sign up at Underdog with the promo code NERDS. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 for new members only. And yes, Dynasty Nerds is still giving new users, new users a free Nerd Herd and Dynasty GM annual bundle membership with your deposit of $10 or more at Underdog by using that promo code NERDS. So you get all our tools, 
all access to the Nerd Herd by putting a $10 deposit down in there. Your Dynasty Nerds promo code will be sent by email within 48 hours of sign up. New members only. Must be 18 plus, 19 plus in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 plus in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1 800 Gambler, visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1 800 Next Step. In New York, call 1 877 Hope New York. In Tennessee, 1 800 889 9789. There we go. Um, so I'm going to kick it off here with one of my cells, and I'm going I'm to uh, prelude this by saying, both my guys are cells, not because I don't think like they belong on a roster. It's just I'm looking to upgrade. I think it's a good time to move let me, let me upgrade. Up on the player and get a little bit more certainty, and I'll explain why uh, on each guy. So my number one guy here is Rashad White. And so I always like these are always my favorite cells, these running backs that come out and produce and give you really good years because you mentioned Najee on the last show, like, oh, he'll probably never be running back three again. That can go for most running backs. You know, we did a show a couple of years ago on it, and we're probably we should definitely do one again this summer uh, and rehash that with uh, yep. new data. And the odds of you, if you're a running back one once, the odds of you being a running back one again your entire career are like eighteen percent somewhere around there. I think it was, or I think it was slightly higher. I think that one would might have been twenty seven or something, twenty five percent, twenty five, getting to back to being being it like one other time. A running back one twice in your life. Right. And then if it's, yeah, and then it's like running back one three that, times, like, it gets down to the teens. Yeah. Or running back fours in the tens, like yeah. under 10%. So it's real hard to be, a, you know, whether it be injuries, young guys coming up, it's real hard to reproduce. So when you get a guy like Rashad White who comes out and produces at a high end, you have to look at an opportunity to possibly sell because these are such short windows, the running back window, unless you're an elite tier running back, right? The the McCaffreys, the Kamaras, guys that are going to produce year in, the Joe Mixons. Well, and a lot of our metrics are showing that he's not necessarily as elite as his numbers oh, would suggest. I have a lot of numbers here now Go to ahead. start talking about. So, Go ahead. Rashad White, weeks 1 through 15, finishes running back 1, uh, running back 6 overall in PPR leagues, averaging 15.9 points per game. Not he's only bad. 25 years old. Yeah. Uh, has two more years on his deal. That's Pretty relatively good deal, like 1.3 million a year. White was second in the league in attempts, 272. So my main point here that I'm really going on is like Rashad White was just the benefit of being a bell cow running back. The only the number two running back in that team barely they got three or four carries was the most carries a second running back on the team. The only time people got more than four carries. The whole year was week three, and that was in a blowout win over Jacksonville. Uh, Chase Edmonds had 10. Week five, Chase Edmonds had eight carries. Week 13 versus the Lions, Keyshawn Vaughn had six. Week 14, he had Keyshawn Vaughn had nine. And week 17, Sean Tucker had eight carries. Besides that, nobody had more than four carries on that team. Besides, you know, Rashad White got all those carries. But despite those 272 attempts, he was only 24th in yards with 990 and 19th in touchdowns with six because on the ground, Rashad White is not good. No bueno. He is not efficient. And that is despite seeing the most light boxes in the NFL this year. He averaged 3.6 yards per attempt. Gross. He's just not efficient, and he wasn't last year at his, as a rookie either. Now, where does... Rashad White strive, and this is something that usually carries over, is his pass catching ability. He saw 70 targets at 64 receptions for a 91.4% catch rate. 
best in the NFL amongst running backs. For 549 yards, three touchdowns, his 44 receptions were fourth most amongst all running backs, and he was third in yards with a 12.7% target share, and he had four drops. So he's very, very viable in the passing game, and he does a very good job there. He's not an efficient running back whatsoever, and I really do think the Bucs can find somebody in the draft or bring somebody in to kind of upgrade there and kind of take away some of those yards. Now, if they do that, he will still be viable maybe as like a running back two or so um, because of his pass catching ability alone, but they have to realize they need to do better at the running back between the tackles. Getting out there, definitely for how many light boxes he saw out there. And with me, you know, with a guy like Rashad White, I think this is a, a really good opportunity because of his finish, because of his age, with his contract, you can flip him, right? Mm-hmm. I saw a trade in a, uh, the, some trades I saw in the Trade Finder were uh, Superflex tight end premium, Najee Harris and 24 first for Rod, uh, Rashad White. I would do that in a heartbeat. Because like you mentioned last show, Rashad as Najee Harris is a, a buy. I don't think the difference between the two on a points per game basis in 24 would be too drastic because mm-hmm. Rashad White screams regression. Regression. <laughs> negative regression here for me. Um, I saw... In a PPR league, Rashad White, Luke Musgrave, and Justin Herbert for Trey McBride, Josh Allen, and Damian Pierce. Uh, Superflex tight end pre- premium, I saw Zamir White, Kyron Williams, uh, Spiller, and Dotson for A-Chain Spears and A.J. Dillon and Pat Fryermuth. So these are the kind of trades going around. I'm looking at, like, for me personally, trades I'm trying to make is, can I give up Rashad White in my second for Kyron Williams. Uh, can I give up Rashad White in my second for Devon Achan? Even if these are higher seconds. Can I give up Rashad White for Saquon Barkley straight up? Can I give up him for Kenneth Walker straight up? Can I get can I get Javante Williams in a high second, like 2-1, 2-2 for Rashad White? Like that kind of deal as that. well? I would like that deal as well. You know well. me. So those are, those right there are. Can I get Tajay Spears? Uh, can I get can I get Tajay Spears straight up for Rashad White straight up? I would do it. Paul you could probably style. get something on top the way that he finished. To, so in the startup, but I'm telling what I'm willing to do. In the startup, they just went back to back. Who in the startup first? that I'm in? Spears went, then then White went, but they went back to back. So their values, at least in this draft, very yeah. close. Yeah, and, and they're probably nerd her listeners too, so that probably helps the cause. So it depends on the league you're in. You might be able to get a little more on top. But I'd be totally comfortable splitting those guys straight up. So. Just somebody screams regression to me, screams that um, he's not going to be. And there, listen, there's a chance he could be a running back one maybe next year. I don't. I'm not buying it uh, because he's because you're selling. He's going to be on the roster. <laughs> but now's the time. This is the that. These are the guys after playing dynasty for 20 years. These are the guys that I always see that are the number one sellers. You should get out from up, from under them and. That's Rashad White to yeah. a T. Yeah. I, I think he was the most, the 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 front runner. As soon as you put him down, I was like, yep, that makes perfect sense. A guy that I would sell. Absolutely. I don't I don't have any Rashad White shares to sell, uh, but if I did, I would gladly, gladly share them. I've got one, but it's the last nurse in the league, so I can't try uh, Well, I, I, I no doubt, I feel the exact same way as you do about Rashad White. And, and really, you were talking and laying down your points and a lot of the same things apply actually for the player that I have coming up next. Um, so I have Travis ETN who only 24 years old coming off a running back three season this past year. 
and a lot of the same things. Light box. He was the, he had the he had the fifth most light boxes in the NFL, and despite that fact, just narrowly crossed the thousand yard mark, a thousand and eight. He's also he, he gets a lot of his value from catching balls. I think he uh, I think Rashad White had seventy targets, um, uh, but Travis Etienne had like seventy three. So they're so they're very close in a lot of the same metrics, and and the fact that um, we talk about Rashad White being really inefficient. And it's not really ever brought up about Travis Etienne. Rashad White averages six point three or, or three point six three, a lot different than six point three, three point six three yards per carry. Travis Etienne's only three point seven seven, so it's Ooh. not like he's lighting it up oh, either. Yeah. Um. And, and but for whatever reason, with Etienne, it's just not really brought up. Uh. And, and you know, I think the the big differentiator between the two is the fact that Travis Etienne scored 11 touchdowns on the ground and yep. one through the air. So he has got this, this boost in value that I think is inflated even more so than a Rashad white and has an even greater chance to negatively regress coming up next season. So while I think you can get a, a good return for a guy like Rashad white, I think you can get a great return for a guy like Travis Etienne right now coming off the season he just had and not only is he due for some regression, he's also a pretty inconsistent back where he's 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 one of these guys that's shooting way up to twenty, coming way down to six, and 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 it's kind of like yo-yoing week in and week out, which for me, I mean, those are the kind of guys that I I hate having on my team. Um, so Travis Etienne, lots of reasons to get rid of him, but I think the fact that he is going for such a high cost right now. I went into the trade finder and there was a Jalen Waddle and Nico Collins for Amari Cooper ETN in a second. So say that again, you got Jalen Waddle and Nico Collins, Collins. two guys that you're paying over a first round draft pick for easily for Amari ETN in a second. Oh yeah. I like the receiver side of that. So the receiver side of that's the long-term play for sure. I mean, Mm -hmm. the other stuff is, an older wide receiver, a, a running back who always have short shelf life sentence around draft pick. So, I mean, I just think you can go out and do that kind of stuff and, and better your team and kind of get out from underneath a guy that I'm sure the Jaguars are happy with what they got out of him, but they also have to be digging into those numbers a little bit. And they got to be thinking we have, we can do better than 3.7 yards of carry. So the, another boosting factor with him was the fact that he he had like the sixth highest opportunity share, which is, you know, the percentage of carries and targets from a running back. He had 70, it was 70, almost 76% of the shot white one. Was, was Rashad white? I bet Christian McCaffrey is probably one. Rashad white was very close. He was 70, 75.3. So we're, I mean, they're almost the same player. They're almost the same player, but you're getting a much better return for a Travis much better return for Travis just ETN. due to the fact that there's more name value there. He was a higher draft pick and he finished higher this year, but we could see the a very similar drop off in both of these players come next season. I have one share of ETN and I've desperately tried to trade him all last year because my team's abysmal and Garrett's in league with me. I was like, I'm gonna go off for the team 
That's Tajay Spears straight up for ETN. And I'm the one Spears. And you're like, <laughs> Don't you, you gotta, hate that? You got to do that. Yeah, you, you get those things in your head, and, you, and then you go find out the owner has the, yeah, the yeah, person yeah, that yeah. you're targeting. Like, you're like, I, I talk in this podcast like I have no Justin Jefferson shares. And every time, he has them all. Every time I'm in like, I mean like five <laughs> leagues with Matt, and every time I go make a trade for Justin Jefferson, and I get to that league where Matt's in, I'm like, oh, it's not even worth it. I don't even send it off. Don't even buy it. I don't even send it off. Don't even now, and, and this, this episode, because of what we talked about, last episode. This one was tough for me because right now I'm not necessarily actively looking to trade my running backs. That's what I'm saying. That's why mine's an up. Like I'm trying to flip yeah. for an upgrade. Same for each. I'm, I'm just yeah. trying to upgrade and get a guy that I believe in more long-term. Exactly. That's so right. I just kind of wanted to put that out there. I don't want it to sound like we're talking out of two sides of our mouth. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't sell running backs. Oh yeah. yeah. Go sell these running backs because right now, you're probably wanting to hoard running back a little bit yeah. more than you would normally. But yeah, if you can do running back for running back deals, lateral moves, exactly. You know, maybe get some draft capital. That you think are good. Like I said, I really, like that deal that I saw for Rashad for like Najee Harris and a first. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so mine, I, I went back and forth like three different times with different players. At one point I had Barkley and then I was like, ah, Barkley's a free agent. He could end up in a really good spot. Yeah. So I'm not going to do Barkley. Remember we talked about the Nerder show. We did. Like, if he ends up with the Cowboys. Right. Yeah. Like anything Bar- like that. There's some spots Barkley. We went through a yeah. couple of lists where Barkley ended up. We're like, wow. Talk about somebody who could jump into that like tier one. again. Right. But he, but age wise, he's definitely getting to that cliff where he still has value, but he could drop 26, off. 26, right? I think, I think next year will be age 20. He's 26 right now. Yeah. I was going to say, I think next year he's age 27. So yeah. it's definitely in mm-hmm. that iffy zone. Uh, so, and then, uh, so I scrapped that. Then I was like, I'm going to do Jonathan Taylor, which broke my heart because I've been a big Jonathan Taylor guy from, from, from day one. But I really believe that he's going to have an awesome year next year. I think everything's lining up. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to sell him right before his big year. So, so then I scrapped that. So what I ended up going with, I ended up going with Kenneth Walker. And this is not necessarily a talent thing with Kenneth Walker. I think Kenneth Walker is a talented running back. However, the second half of the year, and even more so the second half of the year, weeks eight, through 18, he was running back 31. Now he did he did miss a little bit of time Injury. in there. He yep. missed like three. He missed games. two games in there. Yeah. Yeah. He did miss two games, but he was only averaging 10.5 points per game during that span. So even his points per game were very, very that's in PPR. Uh were very, very low during that span. Games of eight, 2.7, 2.6, 9.4, 6.6, and 9.1. Uh, over that span. So he only had three games in double digits from that point on for the rest of the season. So he finished the season very, very poorly. And that's not the, I, I could, I could overlook that. Sure. If we didn't see Zach Charbonnet come in and be pretty effective in his own right. In fact, he actually averaged 0.2 yards per carry more than Kenneth Walker did. That's I'm not necessarily saying he's better or worse. I'm just saying he showed himself to be an effective running back that would take carries away. Did you say 0. 0.2? 0. 0.2. Okay. Yeah. So 4.1 yards per carry versus 4.3. So very close. Yeah. But Charbonnet was better in that in that aspect. Just falling forward a little bit more. But the biggest, and he's a little taller. That he helps. is a little taller. <laughs> uh, but the biggest aspect is Pete Carroll's gone. That's I, I was waiting. Pete Because if, if you didn't bring it up, that was yeah. going to be like my number one thing. Go ahead. Pete Carroll is a guy he that got sunsetted. Is, he's gone. He, he's <laughs> a guy that is committed to running yeah. the football. Yep. That could easily shift and change. And Kenneth Walker's skill set isn't necessarily the strongest in the receiving game. If there was one guy, if they become a, a more pass-centric team, 
it's more than likely Zach Charbonnet would be the more the one that would benefit more from something like that. So there's just enough yellow flags. None of these are red flags. I don't think he's a bad player, but just going up into this top tier of guys, he's like kind of right on the cusp of Kyron and Jonathan Taylor. He's like kind of right up there with them. I, I think most people do have them in a separate tier. At least we do. Right. But the gap between those players and him is drastic for me where I think he belongs kind of in a, a little bit further down tier. So there's just too much risk, too many yellow flags out there for me to feel good about Kenneth Walker at the moment. I mean, that's understandable. And, and the biggest one for me is Pete Carroll leaving and, and just not knowing exactly what you're going to get out of the run game. Uh, it, it was a high volume running game. It was able to sustain Kenneth Walker as a, as a pretty decent asset while getting Zach Charbonnet enough carries that it, it made sense for the team. Sure. Um, not necessarily for fantasy or anything like that. But how does that work out next year? And I just I have no idea uh, without without knowing who's going to be in there, if, if, the, if they're going to make a a move to a familiar face like a Dan Quinn or something like that. Sure. There might not be much of changes and it, it might, might be fine. And, and um, you know, everything could be hunky dory. They could also completely shift gears and move in a completely different direction, and then everything's up in the air, and and we we don't know have any any idea who's the lead dog, who's the new coach's favorite, all that kind of crap. So yeah, it, with that being said, it it might be a bad time to sell. It might also be a nice time to buy, because you might get that discount I, with a little bit of ambigu- ambiguity. I'll say on. you're the Kenneth Walker guy, so I was curious I, to see what you'm still buying. Yeah, I still believe still in buying. talent. Um, I still had a really good time watching Kenneth Walker healthy running the football mm-hmm. again this year. I thought he looked significantly better than Zach Charbonnet. Not like Zach Charbonnet. Zach Charbonnet was exactly what I saw in film. Just like a solid running back, not overly explosive. Just kind of like almost sometimes like it looks like he's moving in slow motion, but like. That's he's how, tall. I mean, he's got those yeah. long legs and sometimes yeah, that. Sol, solid running back. Yeah. Not a bad running back in, in the least bit. But like Kyron Williams or Kenneth Walker is Kyron Williams is too. Kyron Williams is just awesome. so much more explosive. Viable he in the passing explosive. game. When he attacks when he against the outside edge, which he does really well, he, he gets big chunks uh, of plays. Can take it to the house any single time. So just like when Charbonnet got drafted, I was like, this kills Charbonnet. And I was like, I won't even take him in the... I'm, I'll take him to the back end in a second. People told me I was crazy. I was like, no. I was like, I think Kenneth Walker is a significantly better running back. So I think he's going to get most of the carries. And I don't want the running back who's getting like seven touches per game. Like, and, I don't and, want that guy. And now. you don't want to be waiting around for an injury. That's what, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's, it's a crap feeling when you, when you draft a guy either in the back half of the first round or early in the second round and you're hoping for an injury. Yeah. You got to hang your hat on the fact that, you know, I'm waiting on an injury and believe me. Cause I, I, I've been waiting for Samir White to get a chance. <laughs> and he did. And he did. He finally did. But So um, you're telling me it's worth it. <laughs> but how, I mean, had I almost given up on him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, Charbonnet for me went from being like my running back four to like back into the first kind of player, mid first, if you're really in the right situation, to like back in the second just because of the landing spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and both being back-to-back year, high second-round picks. Kenneth Walker was actually a higher second-round pick than mm-hmm. Zach Charbonnet. So... Yeah, um, that being said, I'm buy, I would buy Kenneth Walker because I'm not overly worried about all the things you're you're worried about because I still believe in the talent and the player. Uh, so that's how I kind of feel about K Walk. All right. All Move right. to quarterback. 
Hey guys, let me tell you about our friends at Sleeper. Guess what? Our app is the mini is live Ooh. on Sleeper right now. The Dynasty so GM. Pretty. You use the analyzer. That you can use nice. the uh, the the trade calculator. And my favorite thing is the inbox, right? Where all your trades from all your Sleeper leagues are right there. You can actually push trades through the actual sleeper at and right now we could be more excited to be partners with them and right now if you don't know they are doing dfs and i know how many people that play dynasty play dfs as well and right now there's not a better place to play dfs than sleeper they're offering up to a hundred times their, your entry the highest payout in the whole dfs market right now you can track your fantasy players and your sleeper picks in real time all you gotta do is choose two to eight of your favorite players from pregame live in-game or even across different sports pick more or less than predicted stats and only on sleeper you can get up to a hundred times your payout you can share it with your friends and get rewarded together make sure you use that promo code nerd so our friends know that friends sent them their way ooh, um, ooh. <laughs> and get your deposit match and Friendly. have a good time you'll have all your dfs all of your fantasy leagues, and now even a dynasty gem in one spot is fully operational inside Sleeper right now. And then when you're a Nerdhorn member, you get that full access to that. And remember, you also want to download the Dynasty Nerds app because they're both in there. Check it out. Check our friend Sleeper. Check out a DFS. Use that promo code NERDS. Get your whole estate set. <laughs> Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So my quarterback sell, again, this is a player that I'm not saying go out and get rid of. But I think I've reached a point. I got a couple guys to talk about the end here that I would actually flip him for mm-hmm. or try to flip him for. And that's Tua Tagovailoa. Oof. Yeah. my heart. Quar- still like Tua. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Quarterback 10 on the year. Weeks 1 through 17. Uh, he's 25 years old and led the league in passing yards with 4,624. <sighs> 4, that's a lot. That and is a lot. you start the, the year on fire. Weeks one through nine, quarterback five. But how I got to this position of why I think Tua's here is because looking back at the history of Tua is... History of Tua. The second half of the year, Tua. And, for example, this year, you know, he was one through nine, weeks one through nine, quarterback five overall. Weeks nine through 17, quarterback 19 on the year. He averaged in... He only averaged 14.4 points per game. Now, did, like, the defensive coordinator figure something out? I don't know. But his doing more research on Tua, because this is the player I probably did the most research on of all the players I talked about these sure. last two shows, was because I really got, like, immersed in the, like, Tua stats, like, going game by game, quarter by quarter. Either. Like, if you look at Tua's stats historically, his stats get worse quarter by quarter as they go by. Like, the team doesn't adjust and kind of like they'll figure out where Tua's going and they'll the defense will readjust, but Tua doesn't readjust. But worries what worries them the most is the fact that this year and last year, because this is a player that didn't put up over 20 points last year at all, between weeks 12 and 18 last year either. Didn't put over 20 points once, was 
the second half year Tua. And if we talk like last show, our goal is to win championships. That's great. Your quarterback five overall, one through nine. That's great. You're, you're helping me get to the playoffs, but like I need somebody who helps me going to win the playoffs as well. And the one player that you expect to be there 100%, you know, where you, where you don't have the opportunity to grab all this depth, definitely in Superflex, is the quarterback position. Like you right. need your two guys to be there at the end. And Tua just historically struggles in cold weather games. And the second half of the year is are the cold weather games where you need him the most, the playoffs. He's one in seven in sub 50 degree games. He also struggles under pressure a lot as well and has most of his career, honestly, per PFF, he kept, when he kept a clean pocket, he had a 93.6 overall grade. Under pressure at all, 52.3 uh, grade. So, not for, great. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's not like two is a bad quarterback. You don't come sure. in and lead the league, but. You know, Tyreek Hill said next year is possibly his last year. It's, he said it was, but we don't yeah, know that's we'll true. Um, but losing Tyreek is going to hurt anybody. It hurt, Any quarterback hurt Pat Mahomes, who's the best quarterback in the league. It's certainly going to help a, hurt a guy like Tua. Sure. You know, Jalen Waddle is a great receiver, but Tyreek's a Hall of Famer. Correct. So the potential of losing Tua, the potential that he hasn't received that long-term deal. Now, Granted, that could change this offseason because I understand why they didn't give an offseason deal last season because of his concussions. True. He went through the whole year healthy. So if he gets a de- long-term deal this year, I understand. But there's still that mystery of a little bit of does he get a long-term deal? Um, there are some – I think I like Mike uh, McDaniels a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were some t- questions about could his job possibly be in the line going into last year as well? It, it, is, it is curious with how good that offense looks at times versus how – bad it looks other times it is interesting and digging some of these stats was that i learned about mike mcdaniel is he doesn't really adjust so if two is not adjusting the head coach isn't adjusting because he calls the play so that means he's not adjusting the second half as well Uh, i'm wondering if it's more him you know what i mean it could be right so for me it more comes down to of a quarterback that i think is really good value in your startup drafts, like you just got him in the second round. Like mm-hmm. you know, when you look at these quarterback situations, like he's good value, but coming off right this year as a top 10 fantasy quarterback. And sometimes that's all you need. Cause if he's not on your team, when you go make a trade, like people are looking at his overall finish, his overall stats, you know, Hey man, you want to trade for the, the, the number one passing yard leader in NFL last year, quarterback number 10. If you looked at quarterbacks or weeks one through 18, he was actually quarterback nine, him and, um, who was my uh, buy? Uh, Baker. They flipped. Because mm-hmm. quarterback, 1 through 17, Baker was 9, and Tua was 10. If you go through 1 through 18, they flipped 9 oh, and 10. Okay. You know, there's a real good selling point there. Legally in the passing, top 9 overall quarterback. I just, at this point, I'm not giving Tua away by any means. Sure. I'm no longer as confident as I was as him being a championship caliber quarterback. Again, something that's going to help me week 15, week 16, Week 17. That means the Dolphins got to win their division. Mm-hmm. They're in with the Bills, which they haven't done in over 15 years. They have not. Right? They still have the Bills in that division. They got to get home games. If not, come late in the season, and they have away games late in the season, or obviously you don't play in the playoffs in the uh, in fantasy football, but like if they have away games late in the season, and you're playing the playoffs, they have two late games like in the Midwest, or it's just not even like – up north where it's snowing, where it's just under 50 degrees, you might have a problem on your hands here right. where you're not getting 20 points. You're getting about 
14 points per game. 15, yeah. That's not enough for me. So I'm looking at guys like Trevor Lawrence. That's what I was going to ask because he went off the board as quarterback 11 in this draft. The the four guys that went at, uh, we'll do five guys that went after him. Lawrence, Prescott, Murray, Purdy, Goff. Like how would you rank okay. him in those guys? Those are great comparisons because I would take, I would flip, I would flip Tua straight up for Trevor. Okay. I'd be willing to do that. Um, I would love to get Brock Purdy and a second, but if you're if I'm being honest, like if you if you had to choose straight up, would you choose him or Brock? I would probably, I would probably lean Brock. Same system, basically, right? Sure, that's, both have some injury risk. That's really tough it's for tough. me. Uh-huh. It, it really They're is close. tough. Um, that's why I I said I'd want Brock Purdy a second, so I probably might lean to it, but like. I do feel like even though he, I feel like Brock Purdy's gonna get an extension. Like there's just yeah. no way he's not gonna extension there. And being tied to Kyle Shanahan, give me Brock. Like if Brock Purdy signed, let me put it this way: if Brock Purdy signed a five year deal after the season end, I would want Brock Purdy over Tua. Yeah. Um, I would love to flip him for Jordan Love if I could. What about uh, so Love went one pick before Tua in this draft? Yeah, so maybe had to give like. May had to give two in a second to get Jordan Love. What about Dak, Murray, and Goff? Those were the other three guys. Would you take two over all three of those or no? I would take him over Murray. Okay. I'll take him over Murray as well. I would take what about Goff? him over Goff. I would take him over Goff. But like, but like with that kind of attitude about it. And that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I'm try- I, I feel like if I can get Goff plus, it depends what the plus is, sure. I'd want Goff in the sure. plus. If I can get Dak, Dak's not give you a huge plus. Um, but Dak's older. That, Dak it's it's more the age with Dak because yeah, I, so I do think you could expect maybe slightly more production, but you also got to take the extra six years. Yeah, so I'd probably want a little bit more on top of Dak okay. as well. So that I hate saying like, oh, give me this because it's so hard in a vacuum to say that because everybody's sure. like so different. And that's why we try not to talk on it, but like, oh, give me specifics. Like every league is so different. Like right. what you could possibly that's get. That's why it's good to have pools because there's a better chance you could get one of these guys. Yeah, so... Uh, my favorite, my top three guys that I'm targeting personally, um, I, I like the golf situation plus, um, mm-hmm. but are Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, and Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence straight up. Jordan Love, you probably got at this point now, got to give a little bit on top, which I would be okay with. Like I'd give like a second on top of Tua to get Jordan Love. Um, and I would love to get Brock Purdy plus a little bit on top. I don't know what that plus is. Depends on my team structure or what my need is. Mm-hmm. I would love to get like, you know, like can I get like a David and Joku on top? That'd be pretty sweet. You yeah. know, like can I get Purdy and David and Joku on top? Um, can I get a receiver that I I, I like somewhat? Um, something along those lines. But again, not out on Tua. More concerned about him helping me win a championship. I don't care where you finish in the year. I think that's I fair. care more about winning ships. Yep. And I'm now concerned about Tua helping me get to where I need to be. Even as a guy that is a, a fan of Tua, I I do have some of the similar concerns. Yeah. So I think that's fair. Wherever he went, in your, like where, he went where he went, I'm sure. Totally fine with it. Yeah. Where you got him in the second round. Totally yeah, fine two, with that. Oh nine, something like that. Because if, if Tua ends up being like a quarterback, even in the second half, if he gives you 15 points per game, it's better than like a receiver not showing up. It's sure. Just, I just want to do better. How, and like when I'm molding a championship caliber team, these are things that I'm looking at, right? For like sure. I'm looking at all aspects of how you're going to help me win. And the most important time to help me win is going to be the the playoffs. I, I have similar issues only with Trevor Lawrence. 
that's that's the guy that's like he always seems to underperform. And, and it does, and it, he was hard to put in there, but I still yeah. believe long-term that he's going to put together. I don't yeah. know why. I still believe in Trevor. So um, let me ask you this, because I honestly just, in my brain, can't straighten it out. When was the concussions with Tua? Was that last year? Yeah, that was last season. Okay. So that yeah. might be part of the reason why he had a a back half of the year where there was a little bit. Because he was constantly concussed. <laughs> yeah, where it tailed off a bit last year. I only, I went from when he was healthy Okay. Uh, not the miss, the, like the miss games. Okay, but but still, he could have been lingering effects. Lingering, he had some some issues. We'll definitely say. could have been. But right. then that's why this year though too. To look at his cold weather again. stats, and that's why I got into like, oh, like what is it, like by the quarter stat? Like it just yeah. it's all it's all consistent. Yeah, right? I would be curious to see how much of that is Tua, how much of that is McDaniel's. And maybe it is. That'd be and the, and there was McDaniel. even discussion of McDaniel's. Being okay giving up play calling, which I thought would be um, interesting. I feel like that's kind of how he. That's would, part of the reason he's. Yes. Butters his bread. Part of, yeah, exactly. How he butters his bread. Uh, thank you. I couldn't think of the words. But but if he's somebody that, you know, they, they seem to be teams that get off the hot starts and fast and yep. quick. That means he's game planning well. Right. But maybe just the in-game management is tough for him to Versus keep up good with. teams. They're not good. Versus good teams, yeah. teams like we win records is not good. It's just it's so if you if you take the time and dig into Tua, it, again these what concerns me again is how consistent all this is. It's not like oh here and there and like you could right. you could cherry pick things. Every single thing for all the it's all consistent. Yeah, they only won like one game against a team over five hundred yeah. all year, and for a couple of years it's all the exact same thing at the same exact time. In the same round quarter, in the same part of the year, from October, September, November, December, it all just gradually gets worse. It's yeah. all consistent hmm. over multiple years, and that's where the concern is. So, because like when I see stuff like that, it's like that's it is what it is. All right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well yeah. speaking of it is what it is, I'm going to go on to my guy. Uh, my cell is Deshaun Watson. How uh, dare you I give up Pervy McGurvy? Is what it is. Get over it, Rich. 28 years old, finished last year as QB 35. Obviously, only played in like five games. <laughs> so, yeah, but not a way worse, honestly. On a points for game wow. basis, he was only 26. So, nothing special, you know. Um, hardly difference making is how I would describe it. Only that. look good his last game and a half, like versus Baltimore, the broken shoulder, yeah. and a game before that. Right. So, I mean, really, I don't think his play would warrant anyone thinking that he's worth a whole ton, you know, but there are going to be people out there and it's going to be league by league that still believe in this guy. Rich has got his hand up right now. Find a rich in your league and go out and sell this guy. It's a Jersey that really gets me. To buy. It, I'm sure it is. <laughs> so many Baker shares. Thank God. He's good <laughs> for, for what it's worth. He went off the board as quarterback 17 in the startup that I did. Okay. And that's fair. I think I have him ranked right around there, to be honest with you. I think I have him personally ranked as my quarterback 17. Well, too. good. I'm, that's what's kind of hard to like sell. You should. You well, should. I think that's the thing with the sell, though. Like, the I think a lot of people do. Yeah, I know. He is going to be harder to sell. I buy But if you look, I mean, you look at the guy's contract, right? And and this is kind of where I had to go with this one. And we know the thing's fully guaranteed, blah, 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 blah. But there's just the simple fact that Joe Flacco literally came off the street, came into this offense, and it looked... Like it has better. It looked. Thank you. Better. It looked like it, a real NFL offense. They, Watson was five and one. They weren't skipping passes. Passes weren't going over people's heads. It operated like a 
a real NFL offense is supposed yeah. to run the <clears throat> second they drop Joe Flacco in there. And it wasn't like he had a lot of time to get with these guys, nothing like that. He had a week on the practice squad, then he was in with the games, and it looked better. The, the As soon as he puts up another crap season, which I fully expect him to do next year, in 2024, there's a shot, and, and I – I'm praying and I'm hoping there's a shot that they can get out from behind this underneath this contract. From a cap standpoint, I know that they owe him all the money. The owner's a billionaire. He can deal with that crap. He's the one that yeah. gave this crap out. Can I soggy your biscuit? for No, me? you can't soggy my biscuit. They can, they can post June 1st, this thing, <laughs> cut it in half in 20 before the 2025 season and only lose a few million bucks against the cap. They can get rid of him and be done with this guy. They can flush the dirt. But I'm listen, gonna your biscuit on that because they're gonna they're gonna redo his contract. Of course, again. they're gonna redo they the contract. To. They're gonna redo they're the contract. Triple down. They're gonna triple down on that contract. Unfortunately, he's they're not gonna, going anywhere. They're gonna redo the contract. But who knows? Maybe they'll have a leg to stand on here. And they'll get some some money moved around. So keep an eye out for when they do redo the contract and see what the dead money yeah. is going forward. I'm going to keep a very close eye on it because if they can get off underneath this thing after 2024, from a talent standpoint, they need to figure out something else because it's not there. It hasn't been clicking. They're saying all the right things in public, but they have to be able to see what we're seeing. I mean, it's, it does not take a rocket scientist to figure out that this guy is not very good. I saw a guy make some amazing throws with a broken shoulder beat Baltimore Ravens uh, before going on IR. I thought he looked really good. Yeah, right. Like three good throws. It hurt in my heart. And, and it does not make a complete season. It does not make a complete quarterback. It doesn't even make a complete eval. The complete eval is the entire time he's been here, and the entire time he's been here, it's looked like crap, man. To be fair, I still don't really like the person. Even at the games, some of the games, I don't yell. I don't yell his name. I just yeah. go... I yell Whoever like, let's it. go four. I yeah. just, he's always four to me. He's not a name. He's just number four. Number four. That's how I. Well, that's how I, that's how I make it right in my own head. I, I, I call I'm, four. I'm torn on a, a pure playing perspective. I'm torn on this one because overall, Matt, I think you're absolutely right. I think he is a guy that has greatly underperformed. Uh, compared to the contract, compared to the expectations, all of that. But at this point, what are you selling for? And I think that's the hard part that, biscuit. that I struggle <laughs> with is, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of what other quarterback you might be able like to what get. What quarterback went right after him in your startup? Bryce Young. Yeah, I'd rather, would you rather Bryce Young? I, would well, take, I know. I would take bad, Bryce Young. Bad person ask. Bad, bad person ask. Uh, so guys the that are still on the board, Bre- the, un, the unknown of Bryce Young, I think, holds more value. Than Deshaun Watson. Now that startup, it doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. So know, other guys that are know. still on the board. The second Ben Johnson is their head coach. <clears throat> you don't think you can get more? Oh, for, Ben Johnson for, going there for Bryce Young. Let's just say he does. You don't think you can get more for Bryce Young than Deshaun Watson? I do. If if Ben Johnson goes there, you might be able to. Yeah, you might be able to. Uh, guys that are still on the board too: Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, Pickett, Rogers, Wilson, Carr. Sign me up for about four of those people. Can he pick it? Not, he wasn't one of them. Quick, <laughs> <laughs> I knew Kirk Cousins for sure. Stafford, Stafford, Daniel Jones, Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, Mayfield. Oh, I can understand taking Baker over to Sean Watson. Yeah, I mean the Browns. Yeah, didn't. the Browns didn't. Browns should have. Uh, oh, they didn't. <laughs> Damn. 
But I can understand it, especially after winning a playoff game this past week. All right, Listen, my heart hurts again now. Can we move on? This is supposed to be a fun show. I, yeah. I, right. I, I didn't mean to have to kill you like that, Rich, but it's that's, okay. I under- it's just the truth of the situation. I and understand. I know that you're never going to say it, so I have to. No, I'm not going to say it. Well, I mean, I already said earlier the guy gets on my nerves, and I'm not really a big fan no, of No, but I think this is one of those situations where I, I feel like it's a sell before the bottom drops out. I know you're only getting crap right now, but it's something. That's why I feel like he's a buy because it's you're like, you're, you know what's funny is like in the leagues where I'm trying to buy him, uh-huh. like people aren't like, it's funny. The people that have Deshaun Watson, even though he's like continually, he'll go 17th overall. I have him regularly 17th. Like they're not feeling that Because whatsoever. most of the people that have him invested top 10 type of assets, capital or capital. assets or yep. whatever in order to get him. So to sell at this point, they're just like, look, I'm just going down with the ship if I have to. Come on, I want those frosted mini heats. (laughs) (laughs) Frosted mini heats. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A -a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right. All right. Anyway, let's, let's, lay, do, the, let's do the last yep. one. This one feels kind of wrong, but honestly, I was looking through the quarterback landscape. I about Deshaun Watson again. And yeah, I'm <laughs> selling him again. Uh, it was so wrong. <laughs> Line it up again. Run it back. <laughs> I Honestly, I think for the most part, I don't see any quarterbacks that I'm like, wow, they're way out of place. Yep. Like they're an obvious sell. So I want to preface this with that. I don't think that there are any of these guys, even the guy that I have, I'm not fully sold on this, but I'll but I'll explain the reasons why. I picked Jordan Love, and oh, I get what? it. He's the hottest name out there right there, right now, outside of C.J. Stroud. The way yeah. that he's played towards the end of the Valentine's season. Valentine's Day right around the corner, you're going to sell Love? Sell Love right before V-Day? Yeah. Come on. Look, here's the thing. With Jordan Love... As great as he's been, quarterback five on the season. Uh, he's looked great in the playoffs, beat the Cowboys. Did you see a lot of really some of those things. needles? Some of those passes oh. were fantastic. Oh. For like However, the last five weeks, oh he's looked. Uh, I, I gave him such a massive boost in my super flex oh rankings. But please let Garrett sell him away. So at this point, though, he is in that consideration where people are considering him in the first round. He's so good. For me, there are a lot of other players in that same range that I've seen it from longer. Such as? That I would just, I would rather make sure I had that player. So. Mr. Consistent, Anthony Richardson. Mr. Consistency <laughs> himself, Anthony Richardson. Uh, Obviously. Uh, so one guy that's actually getting dangerously close to him 
because he's been falling like crazy. I almost picked this guy as my buy at quarterback, and I almost wish I would have. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert has been plummeting down. Ooh. Yes. I got yelled at um, when I tweet out my rankings, and I helped move Jordan Love up on my Twitter at Dynasty Rich, and I said, I just gave Jordan Love a big bump. Am, but am I too low? I'm a, as my 12th overall player. And everybody's like, I had him right behind Anthony Richardson. And that's what everybody else said. Like, got to bump him up. So I put, I put him right ahead of Anthony Richardson. The number one feedback I got is because Justin Herbert's my third overall player in uh-huh. Superflex. I would still take him third overall. I'll take him ahead of Jalen Hurts. I'll take him ahead of Joe Burrow. Say what you want. That's fine. Beauty is not a beholder. Love that guy. Um, Justin Herbert went 11th. But a lot of people could play. What? He went 11th in this startup. Oh, I would have traded up. So I would have traded up. Then some. Yeah. So yeah. what was the injury he had? I can't uh, remember. Finger. Finger. Broken finger. Right? On his, on his <laughs> yeah. offhand. Yeah. Not on his throwing yeah. hand. He's going to get a new offhand. head coach. Yeah. So, he's going to get Jim Harbaugh. So this is one of those types where I still think Justin Herbert is typically going to go ahead of love. But if it's Jordan Love in a second to get me Justin Herbert, I'm I'm selling Jordan Love in a second to get yeah. me Justin Herbert. Me too. Um, Anthony Richardson. I'm right there with Anthony Richardson and Jordan Love. I could go either way on that one. I would still rather have Justin Fields. Uh, I've seen it more consistently out of Tua, so I would take Tua. Wait, you're still going to take Justin Fields above Love? Yeah. Oh, I absolutely. Wouldn't, I wouldn't take Tua ahead of him either. I would take both of those ahead of Love. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I, wish I, I wish you had Love in a league where I had Tua Fields. Again, I like Fields because I think he's going to go to Atlanta with Bill Belichick, and they're going to be great together. Well, and with, with Justin Fields rushing upside, I mean, he's – He's yeah, going to be totally. fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I get. I mean, I get. I if I'm an NFL team, dome, I'll take Jordan Love on turf. But Justin Fields in Atlanta and the Mercedes. And remember, he's from Atlanta. He is from Atlanta, hometown discount, hometown boy, Cousins Junior. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yep. He's going to be a baller. Dude, I, I'm I'm a big Fields fan. I big Fields fan. So in Atlanta. So I, I say all that to say I I don't think just sell him for peanuts. But if you can use a little bit to upgrade to Lamar Jackson, to Justin Herbert, to some of those guys we talk about this to get into that tier, I think he's a great springboard to do that. We talk about this strategy all the time. It's usually centered around the hot running back sure. in the offseason. It, it can be centered around a quarterback, though. I mean, what's it, what's the difference, really? I mean, right. this is this overblown asset, especially in Superflex tight end premium, you know, those type of Superflex leagues. Um Go out and maximize the value. I mean, obviously, with running backs, you're doing it because it's such a short shelf, shelf life. life. Um, but quarterbacks, you can still do it if you think there's better stuff out there. And if you're doing a, a player for, you know, if you're just upgrading with this player and, and getting a better player, if you throw a little something on top, I think that's a smart move to both upgrade the position, but also stabilize yourself to, to somebody that you've seen do it for maybe three or four years instead of somebody that's just come in for one year and done it. You know who the last six weeks, Jordan Love, who's kind of remind me of a little bit? Who? Aaron Rodgers. Young Aaron Rodgers. We'll see. I'm, I'm, if so, I am sold. I'm telling you, I am, I am 100% sold on Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love long-term. One. Hundred percent. How lucky are freaking Packer fans though? God, you know. Oh, coming from a Browns fan who hasn't had a quarterback <laughs> since nineteen ninety three. They no, roll out before that, that. They roll out that stupid graphic every every single two or three times a year when it shows the twenty eight quarterbacks that have been here since nineteen ninety nine. They've had and three. They've had three. Yeah. Since before ninety nine. Yeah. Since 
94 what? or something, 93, 90, 92 yeah. or something. Yeah. I think 93 is when he got yeah. drafted by the Falcons. Yeah, yeah the only time that they even have like extra ones in there is because Oh, Aaron Rodgers missed a few games, so we had yeah. to start this guy. Like, otherwise, they've started three quarterbacks for the past thirty some years. Unbelievable! And Jordan Jeez. Love looks—I'm telling you—he looks—he looks really the good. The throws that he made remind me of young Aaron Rodgers esque. And I literally couldn't—the one down at the goal line—he was on maybe the four or five year. I couldn't physically understand how the ball got there. Like it was that. There was just bodies everywhere, but the ball went right through it and right to the receiver. It was insane. I, Crazy. I'm to the point, like, I want to find pass to overpay. My my classic strategy of, like, what looks like an overpay day is underpay tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. I need – I have zero Jordan Love shares in Superflex, okay. and I need to change that. I, I sold one in the offseason, and I, I wish I would have sold for a lot more. All I got was a first. Well, we said at one point to sell for first. Yeah, yeah. yeah like it's but, it's a it's a it's a fickle game. This game of dynasty we play. But I had like five quarterbacks. He was like my fifth quarterback. I had Richardson, Lawrence, Fields, and Goff. So I yeah. didn't need another quarterback. But I now I wish I had him. <laughs> I had somebody uh, that tweeted me. It was like the other day, and they're like, "Hey, these are my quarterbacks." And I have one one, and it was like five good. Same thing. Like they have five good quarterbacks. So like should I have, should. Should I take Marvin Harrison Jr. then at 1-1 Superflex? Uh-huh. I was like, no, it looks like you had a really good sixth quarterback. <laughs> 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 like, just take the quarterback and so, trade one of those guys. Like, trade, trade two of those quarterbacks and get Justin Jefferson plus. You know, like something uh-huh. along those lines. So, <clears throat> all right, those were good talks. I think we had uh, some good players on there. I'm excited about it. Uh, we'll be back next week talking Wide receivers, wide receivers and tight ends. Yes, sir. Gonna be interested in the tight end list. Ooh. Yeah. This is a smaller list. Fewer players to choose from. And even receivers. We'll see. Much bigger list. Much bigger list. So maybe, yeah. Maybe three and one. Right? <laughs> just to just to buy or just, sell. <laughs> just and then three buys and three sells. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna text you guys my sell immediately so you guys don't <laughs> can't get out of there. It's gonna be easy one for me. It's already mad. So we'll see you next week, nerd herd. Adios.